You're listening to Borderline Idealist. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday for new episodes where we focus on introverts, highly sensitive people, and mental health. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and to find ways to support us. Together, we can give a voice to introverts and tear down mental health stigma. Hello, welcome to Borderline Idealist. This is AJ, the INFP. Hi, I'm Christian, the INFJ. And we have a special guest with us. He's my brother. Do you want to introduce yourself, Jossie? Hi, guys. My name is Jossie, and I'm an INFJ. Okay, is that it? <laughs> Do we really have to go through that? I thought you okay. had a, a dash A or something that you wanted to talk about. Look, okay, I do have a dash A. So what is a dash A? I, it, I, I've never heard of that. You mean INFJ and then is dash A, right? Yeah, it's actually advocate, which basically means you are an advocate. You act as an advocate towards other people, which... How oh, ex- cool. Well, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? Pretty much. <laughs> Very cool. Wow. <laughs> You're unique. <laughs> okay, so we well, need all of our advocates. Okay? <laughs> well, welcome, Jossie, to Borderline Idealist. Uh, you may have heard his voice. He does the intro for us. Yeah. You may have just heard it right now. <laughs> he, he's taken over because apparently I am really bad at those. What? No, so, you're the you're the no, best at the whatever. outros. No, you do you do pretty. Oh, I heard what you said about my you guys outros. All do well. I heard what you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did do the last outro also. Well, that's because he has the golden voice. Voice. The yeah. golden voice. Voice. <laughs> I just mess with him, but because you are actually a. Um, what do you call that? Voice actor. <laughs> voice actor. Oh yeah, voice actor. Yes. So yes, he does right. actually do this. On the side as well, and he's uh, working and making his portfolio oh, right. and everything. Do so. people do that to you? Like when when they find out your voice actor, like, oh, do your thing, do your thing, do the voice acting thing. No, it's not like that. <laughs> I'm not that popular. Show them what yet. I mean. Not, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not Tara Strong of anything yet because she she's she's like everywhere. I'm not everywhere. Okay. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I'll be there one day. <laughs> really happy you can be with us today to talk about this topic. It's social media and introverts. So kind of looking at how um we're looking at how introverts interact on social media what we like about it what we don't like about it so oh boy (laughs) (laughs) and and i know jossie is a little jossie is 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 kind of into social media a little bit more than i am i can i can vouch for that yeah sure yeah so the first thing i wanted to talk about was messages that we receive on social media i know when i send out messages on facebook or twitter you can see when someone reads it which is not like a letter you send in the mail you know or a text message you can't be like oh yeah it's a single check yeah or a double check (laughs) for like other things i think the the worst thing for somebody who's an introvert is to First, first of all, to even think about sending out that message because you're like, oh, dang, what's going to happen? I'm getting out of my comfort zone even talking to somebody. And then when you see them read it and they don't immediately respond or maybe it takes them a couple of days to respond. How does that make you feel? For, for me, it makes me feel very anxious. Well, uh, I don't exactly send messages to other people that I don't exactly know. 
but um and when we're talking about messages we're talking about direct messages yeah right? yeah i know dms okay. i know i'm saying like i don't <laughs> send oh, messages DM, to people I, don't <laughs> I, I did send a picture i did send um this one guy he has an agency here um and i was interested in it so i sent him a, um a message like a dm to see uh you know about his agency and stuff and i'm a voice actor and they actually i looked at his website they take a voice actor so i was like huh i can do this so i sent a message Never looked at. <laughs> so I, I was kind of defeated. I was like, oh man, this is actually, this is really cool. He responds to one of my tweets and he's asking me questions about this YouTube TV thing. But still, that's a whole other story, okay? <laughs> but it was just a tweet he responded to and I saw he had an agency. I was like, oh, that's cool. So the guy didn't even look at it? Didn't even open the message? I haven't looked at it in a while because okay. it, it's, been, it's been months now. And I remember that's when um, I was out of commission. <laughs> Um, yeah there's some there's some rejection there right even sending a message yeah. and not getting something back is just feeling like oh what did i do but i think it's important to think about what's what might be going on in the other person's life mm-hmm. or you know maybe that guy didn't send something back or didn't look at it maybe he maybe he didn't look at it because he just hadn't got around to it and maybe by the time that he got around to it, he didn't feel like there was enough time. Well, the thing that's wrong with that really is that the only way... Sometimes people, companies or big people, they'll make it so that they can only see your DMs from people they follow. Mm-hmm. And so if he didn't follow, he didn't follow me, so he didn't see my message. Mm-hmm. He, has, he has to follow me oh. to see my message. That's why he I never got the blue check. Oh my god! Me. There's so much. Yeah, I had so no, much that I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know anything about Twitter that much. I started using it because I wanted to follow like my favorite YouTube creators and stuff. But hmm. yeah, then uh, when I started using it, I was learning all this new stuff, and I was like, "Oh uh, man, we're a little behind. We're falling behind." Um, I, I, I'm kind of on the wagon where I don't respond that often myself, which I feel bad. <laughs> But I, part of me is just that I have to be away from social media, especially these past two years with the election of Trump and all this craziness is going on in our culture. It's really hard for me to scroll through my feed. Uh, luckily, I've, my feed has been responding to the way that I interact with Facebook mm-hmm. and that I like and, and comment mostly just friends' statuses, pictures and all that good stuff. And... Also, luckily, a lot of my friends are having babies and starting families and everything, so it's more positive stuff. But um, so for that reason, I don't really get on Facebook Messenger that much, and when I do, I, I actually have anxiety going on there because I I see the little red bubbles that tell me like I have eight or ten or fifteen messages that are on red, and it just keeps growing and growing, and which makes me want to go on there less and less. <laughs> it's it's going to take a while to respond. It's too much. For me, as far as uh, sending out messages, that kind of got that anxiety kind of got um, beaten. I don't know, not beaten out, but um, I got rid of that when I was going through dating phase because this was before I met you. Mm. (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, it was so. It's been so hard for me, and I've told you this. Of finding people that I can actually connect with on a deeper level, so I used to send out so many messages, and it w- and I used to hate that at the beginning. But there was a point I can't pinpoint it exactly. There was like a clean cut point, but I remember thinking, you know what, just click send. If they don't respond, whatever, you know, you'll find somebody else. That person's not meant for you, and so I just started doing that. 
uh, sort of almost mass texting, <laughs> messaging people, which kind of sounds bad thinking about it now. But, you know, that kind of um, helped me get past that anxiety of people not responding to me. And I'm like, well, this person didn't respond. That's okay. He's only one of 10 people who haven't responded to me this week. <laughs> yeah, you, you, have to, you have to learn how to not take it personal when people don't respond to you. There's... There might be a good reason. It might just because uh, might be because they just don't like you or they don't want to speak to you. You just have to kind of accept those reasons. But I think the hardest thing is when you don't get those reasons behind it. When you send a message or a, a friend request to someone, I I've sent friend requests to people that I thought were. Um, it's funny that we call them friend requests because, you know, most of them are just like acquaintances. I send acquaintance requests to people and usually they might sit there for a little while. Mm. And that makes me feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe I should just go and cancel the request so that I don't have to think about yeah. if they're going to answer or not because... Some people I just leave in my friend request uh, bin because I don't want to add them. I just leave them there. I don't deny them. I just leave it there. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm hearing you talk and I'm feeling more guilty now because I also do the same. I have like over 30 friend requests on Facebook where I just ignored for one reason or another. Or sometimes I, I, I've actually forgotten about them and then as I'm... When they went on board, I'm um, scrolling through, and I, I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot about this, and so I'll add them, and it's been like a year <laughs> or oh something. So that was a them. long time. That was a long, long time. Jossie, do, do you find that social media is good for staying in contact with good friends, or do you think it's better for making new friends? Yeah, how do you use social media? Um, I use it to connect with my friends, and... Um, you know, interact with them when they're not there because my friends, my close friends, um, one lives in Michigan, another one lives in Florida. I live here, and it's, uh, <laughs> so it's just like it's just like ATL. so we I can still yeah, and I can I can still like you know talk to them, interact with them in some kind of way. We're still keeping up with each other like that. Social media is good. Then yeah. I have their numbers too, which is different. That's that's how yeah, but still. <laughs> um, but. Um, if I do make friends that I don't exactly know and they're just kind of acquaintance, then, uh, I'll, I'll stay in touch with them usually, but, um, not all the time. Sometimes they don't really know you that well. They don't want to really stay in touch like that. Do, do you use social media more? How would just, if you were to break it down from one to 10, how, what scale would you use for social media to connect with current already established friends and then, or to use social media to make new connections and to develop new connections and friendships. <laughs> that's that's kind of funny. I can uh, kind of uh, let's see. I'm I'm put it like this on Facebook. Um, it's more for my close friends, actual friends I want I already have like that. On Twitter, it's like connecting with everyone else because yeah. Twitter is like it's it's so different compared to everything else. Everyone's tweeting. Everyone's talking about something and you know, posting everywhere. You can see everyone's posts. You don't have to follow them. You don't, sometimes you do. So you don't have to be friends or anything, but you can still see the posts. Um, so 
That's true. I guess yeah. the different platforms work differently. And right. I think Twitter is sort of like, uh, or Instagram, and they're kind of more in the same vein where people don't necessarily just follow their close friends, right? Um, like, I Inst- yeah, Instagram, yeah. yeah they uh, Twitter is, is tough for me. Yeah. Um, in- Instagram is, it- it's sort of like Twitter to me. With the hashtags and getting people to like things. You can do hashtags on Facebook too, but it's not the same. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Facebook is definitely for closer friends or fo- mm-hmm. closer acquaintances. It's for what me. MySpace was. Yeah, well, exactly. Was. <laughs> MySpace is like, what is MySpace oh, now? <laughs> no. My, MySpace is now like a, it's like a music. No, it's not anymore. Like we, I. Uh, Stacy, my girlfriend, guys. I, no, Stacy. Shout out to Stacy. No, Sorry, so, shout ladies. out to Stacy. Shout out to all them Stacys out there. Anyway, but <laughs> but no, um, but yeah, Stacy and I went on MySpace yesterday just to see how things are. It's pretty much a news site now. So they, they don't. I don't know if they report news. They just take news from other sites and mm. place it on there, and you can see them as about celebrities and crap. Like mm. so, it's like, TMZ. <laughs> you can say that. You can, you can basically say that, but yeah, it's I don't know what happened. <laughs> My they they changed their logo back. It's not like the space like on the keyboard like that. It's just it's just a it's oh, wow. MySpace. <clears throat> so if we're talking now about the evils of since it's Halloween coming up, <laughs> the evils of social media. So of course I'm going to bring up trolls. What? Really? (laughs) I know. It's 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 Halloween. (laughs) Halloween is coming up. So so when you're on social media, everyone knows what a troll is. Somebody that kind of takes the the joy away from what you're doing and kind of puts their own negative spin on it. How do we how do we deal with trolls as as introverts? We're already people that kind of keep to ourselves. It's hard for us to reach out to other people to make friends. How do we feel when a troll comes? Or have we have we had any interactions with trolls? I, I haven't. But then I don't. I'm not really much in the public space of the. Yeah, I don't. Social but media I, don't I don't think I. I've really. I, I've. I've put some stuff out on Twitter, and people have made kind of sarcastic comments. But I wouldn't call them trolls. You know, I, I'm just like ha ha ha. You know, tee hee 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 hee. That's pretty much trolling, but are you talking about trolling as in, uh, just like how you said, a random person just kind of. Yeah, a random per- person that comes along and kind of takes away. Are you talking about cyberbullying? Um, I guess so. I, I mean, I guess. We, we, we are cyberbullies! Okay. <laughs> like. <laughs> I think there is a difference between just a regular passing troll, like you said, someone who makes a smart alecky comment about something that you've just said on Twitter, sarcastic, versus like uh, online bullying, which is someone who constantly follows you around and says super mean. Mm, That's pretty much equivalent to a stream sniper. But anyway, what stream sniper? So there's people that like Twitch. I was telling you before, like on Twitch. Uh, they do um, IRL streams. Uh, Twitch, or... for everybody who doesn't know, is... Twitch is a live streaming program. <laughs> no. It Twitch is like is live, live streaming stream. for video games. Video games and other things, too. Podcasts, oh. too. Other stuff. Oh, okay. But um, people do IRL streams, like in-real-life streams and stuff. So they walk around, and they just talk to people, and they just, like, just film stuff, walking around, doing other stuff, whatever. Hmm. And people donate to them for no reason, just hmm. whatever. And uh, there's other ways they donate, too, and why they do it. But... Um, then there's some people they'll they'll look in the background of where they are with the camera 
and they'll actually go to that place and find them, and they'll follow them around and keep on bothering them. Wow. That's a freaking stream uh, stream sniper. And uh, wow. then a YouTube kind of stream sniper is like someone that just like, they're serial, like a serial uh, commenter, I guess. They're always commenting your videos, oh I guess. Oh my god. I don't know. Whoa. I guess With parents were right when they said to be careful. Yes. <laughs> online, right? Yes, be careful. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh my goodness. I was going to say, well, we're talking about um, the negative aspects of, of social media. While there is the troll side, I think there's also another side of social media where maybe we are, where we are looking through a lens at the world around us, and so we are. Social media distorts the reality that's going on. Basically, it really does, especially um, uh, like when people when when all you see online social media is someone saying positive things about their life all the time oh my kid did this oh my kid did that oh i also did this i made good grades I did that and everything you think that they're perfect and you also put yourself out there to think that that's you know how their life really is and how everyone else's life is but it's not they have problems too and they just don't put it out there you never know so don't, yeah. don't take everything they say with a grain of salt they're still suffering there's too, just a like difference you. between the reality and the fantasy of social media yes and we tend to put out all the good things that are happening to us i mean there are some people that only put out the bad things that happen to them too i follow some of those people yeah and they're very depressing yeah oh, and, and they have a lot of followers and likes you know my yeah. are you talking about uh personalities online yeah personalities okay. or if you're going through like uh, a mental illness there's some people that like to share uh those ups and downs with people online and that seems i i feel like that's that's more real than than fantasy because there's uh one gentleman on uh twitter that uh went to a mental hospital and he's sharing you know going to the uh going to the hospital what he's going through getting getting out yeah sound yeah and what's his name I don't want to give out his it, name. What? But I, I I'm think like some guy goes out. Who is this guy? Well, it's in, it's very interesting because it's something that we usually don't talk about. Just like you're reacting to it right now, you're like, "What? What is this?" No, I'm like, but, "Wait, on Twitter, how do you get a phone?" Yeah, that's my question too. But he's in, <laughs> that's what I'm asking. He's, like, in, how do you get he's a phone? in like a different country, maybe, maybe so he's I think using the the website Twitter, right? You can access it through. Well, no, you know, you can't not. use a phone at all. You don't have electronics. Yeah. Well, the, he's in a different house. country, so I think they let them keep their phones in in the country. Oh, well, that's a yeah. luxury right there. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> wow. But what? Uh, it's it's interesting yeah. that he shares uh going to the mental hospital what he's going through what he feels his fear of getting out uh his fear of you know what it's going to be like out there that's that's something that's really real you know it isn't the fantasy that oh i'm on vacation right now or you know i just left twitter for a couple of days to do something fantastic i mean he could lie to people but he's actually being very authentic so I think, yeah, very transparent. So I think that that's very, you know, and when I saw that, I kind of reacted like that, like, what? Why would you be sharing that? But then you kind of realize this is actually something really good to share because it's something that a lot of people don't get to see. I feel like there is a trend in that, in peeling back some of these layers of not just showing the idealistic part of your life. I, I think maybe just because of, of my group of friends that I that I constantly keep in contact with through 
And when I talk about social media, for me, it's mainly just Facebook. I don't. <laughs> I haven't posted on Instagram in so long, and Twitter. Yeah, same with me too. It's just Facebook. It's the same. Yeah. So, but <laughs> for me terrible. and my on my Facebook feed, I have noticed a trend where people are beginning to open up a little bit more. Uh, moms and their day to day struggles with babies they are they ha- already have with them, raising them, or also uh, pregnant moms as they're going through the pregnancy. Um, I myself have uh, posted um, something online when I'm not feeling well and I need a little bit of motivation or something. I'll, you know, recently I posted something about, you know, what do you do when, when you feel like giving up? Like when you feel like the hole is, it's seemingly ever growing. How do you, how do you get out? And something along those lines, don't quote me, (laughs) but, and you know, my friends, who I'm very thankful for, have been very supportive and have given me kind words and just suggestions that they do themselves. It may not work for me, but uh, it's just something to think about. And I feel like that's, I see that a little bit more nowadays than when I first got on social media and all we posted was the good times. Yeah, that's that's what the uh, Me Too movement was about, right? Yeah, I guess that had a lot to do with it, I feel. Breaking that... That... Uh, facade. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is that? Or breaking that facade that everything is perfect, that these things have happened to me too. But no, uh, as Chris is saying, that that just reminds me of uh, when I left uh, social media. Like, uh, I want to say the month of... Like, month before I met my girlfriend. Ooh. Current girlfriend. Um, I I was just like, you know what? I'm not helping myself right now. I'm being really introverted. I'm locking myself away. I'm complaining about locking myself away from doing things that I want to do and stuff. So I'm going to quit social media for a good amount of time until things get better. So I actually put myself out there and force myself to do something. Stop being on my freaking phone. So when I left social media, I posted on there. I'm leaving social media for a bit. People are like, what's wrong and everything? And I'm just like, I'm like, Yonia, no. It's, I'm leaving social media for a bit, you know? Come on, dude. But, yeah, but I, I really... Yeah, it's sometimes you do need a break. You do, and it. it I never noticed it, and I just I. But I noticed that I was on there all the time. Well, especially when you grow up with it, and like you yeah. said, MySpace. We started MySpace, and and I don't know if you started in like middle school. Middle school, yeah. Yeah, I started in I high still school. Have my MySpace. I started in high school, <laughs> and then I went to Facebook, and it just becomes a part of your life. And when you leave, people think automatically, like you said, something is wrong. Something is, you must be depressed, you must be down, you must be, you're trying to run away from your friends. You're just like, I just need a break from everybody looking at my life. (laughs) I'm just glad, I'm glad that one of my friends, he didn't ask what was going on with everything. He was just like, all right, man, just take a break, do what you need to do. We'll see you when you get back. That's all he said, and that was over. That's all I needed. I don't need all these, what's wrong? What's wrong? Text me, bruh. <laughs> Text me, bruh. Well, like, yeah, well it's funny that you say that, you know, people assume make those assumptions when you decide to step away from social media, or even when you are not on social media altogether. I've had some friends that are, have never been on, on Facebook in particular, and people are assuming they're so very weird and just out of touch. But... It's funny that you say that how people react to it because people are going through depression. They are going through a mm-hmm. lot of mental instability in their life. They're going through a lot of other physical things um, that 
a lot of people are just aren't aware of because one they don't share that part of their lives or two sometimes people are just really not that paying that much attention mm -hmm. so if somebody makes a post about them being depressed because so many people are posting on social media it just gets lost in the feeds mm -hmm. and so it could it, it could easily get lost and and in that way you aren't really as in touch with your friends that you as you think you might be Unless you actively follow them or check up on their personal page each and every single day. But then you notice that they're mostly <clears throat> all acquaintances. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've learned the difference between an acquaintance and a friend back when I left high school. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when, I, um, when I went off to college, my, my Jamila, my, uh, our sister, she was just like, all right, Josie, here's the difference. Here's an acquaintance. <laughs> here's a friend. You had a bunch of acquaintances in high school and you have a few friends. That's how it is. And you need to learn that. I was like, but there's so many friends. <laughs> but no, no. Well, you you have so many friends in high school so because cool. you're you're in a, a area, you're and you're at a place. Yeah, you're at a place where you see them every day. Yeah. And so that means you're hanging out with them every day. And you're having fun with them every day. So you kind of associate with, hey, that's my friend. I had that no. uh, that rude awakening. I remember when I graduated, I tried to hang out with this one guy. And he was just like, I'm not your friend. And I was just like, oh. I was like but I was just like, but we hung out. what about free period? I was just like, I was like <laughs> but we hung out all these times. He's like, no, I was just hanging out with you because I was your I was your best friend's friend. I, I was not really your friend. You know oh, what I think? Like, you I was were like, different well, last free period. <laughs> Study hall was never the we same. Were on, we were on MySpace together, and he didn't even go to MySpace. Facebook. Can you believe that? I mean, but you know, for you guys to talk about, you're not on. I think you say you're not on Twitter so much. Or you're oh, not on. Oh, no, no, I am on Twitter more. Mm -hmm. uh, that I, I don't even use Facebook anymore. Well, I'm on. I'm on Twitter and uh, Instagram, Facebook, and then I have the Facebook uh, page manager uh, for all that for borderline idealist. So I do all that. Because I need to stay, um, I need to let people know that we exist. People that are social media personalities and have businesses, they have to stay connected to people on social media. So as an introvert, I find that very tedious. And hard. <laughs> I can attest to that. <clears throat> do you have to do some of that at work, Chris? I luckily at my current job, I don't have to deal with social media. Every once in a while, I'll have to create some um, illustration or or visual for our social media accounts. But luckily, I don't have to uh, manage the social media accounts like I had in my previous job. And I that's a that is a almost a full time job. I mean, people do have mm -hmm. full time jobs as managers of social media accounts, yeah. so I can definitely understand that. It, and that was one of the things that I really grew to dislike when I was doing freelance photography when I was working for myself that was something that I found really hard was to not only did I have to go out and shoot book clients and shoot and edit and then uh, post them on online for the clients to see I also had to reformat them for my website and then also reformat them reformat them for social media Think about holidays that are coming up, promotions, yada, yada, yada. Oh my God, I'm getting a headache. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a lot of work. Do you have to use it for uh, your social media presence, Jossie, as a voice actor? Um, 
I would like to. I'd like to try to interact with people on uh, social media with my voice acting uh, skills. Um, that'd be fun to do. Like making videos, maybe, or even like just recording something someone wants me to say kind of thing. You know, something like that. But, you know, not everything works how you want it to. So. <laughs> well, that's something that you want to do. Then. Yes. That's definitely something I, something I want to do. It's difficult to get people to speak up and. It's difficult to get people to respond to things. I know because we had a a contest where we were trying to get voters, introverted voters, to talk about how they vote. Do they send in absentee va- ballots? Do they like to go and vote anyway? Or does social anxiety stop them? And I tried, I tried setting up a phone number that they could call. I tried sending out Facebook messages. We got like three or four people to respond. And you guys will hear some of those responses coming up on the next episode. But that was really difficult, especially for introverted people to respond to (laughs) anything. There's like, no, not me. And then the person that won the contest, they won a free shirt and a... um, And we also reached out to them to see if they wanted to be on air and do an interview they didn't even respond to me because they're like oh that's too much oh, you know that's, that's probably too much for them yeah it's like <laughs> hashtag introvert problem where are my introverts <laughs> that's, that's so funny because i remember uh ajani would always especially during this contest but other times like why aren't people talking to me why aren't they responding or messaging or this or that i was like are you aware of the group demographic you're targeting is yeah. the people that maybe I feel like most people that are introverts or that have some sort of uh, mental illness or some sort of condition where like BPD or uh, borderline or, or um, bipolar or things like that. A lot of these people are on social media, but they're more of the browsers, kind of like me. And the listeners. Yeah, and listeners. I'm on social media. I On my Facebook it, that's who I am. I love to look at my friends' um, statuses, pictures, and things, and go right. what's going on with their stuff. Memes. But I don't really put out that much, and that has been over the past couple of years. I've noticed that just me posting stuff on social media has reduced significantly, and so I think that's just part of the demographic that you are that we are targeting. Uh, introverts and people with mental health. <laughs> yeah. They're not always the most vocal people. But you yeah. still want to know that people... Like, I can tell by our listens, um, how many listeners we get, that people are listening to our podcast. Yes, thank but, you so much for listening. Yes, thank you so much for all our <laughs> listeners. But yeah, I do get frustrated because I'm like, why aren't they saying anything to me? Why aren't they, you know, yeah, like liking my post or like I'll why see them? Yeah, I'm, I was like, I'm like, why are they? They they'll look at things. I'll see them looking at things, and the and the views go up and the listens go up, but they won't say anything. And I think it's because as introverts, we like to listen more than to respond. But I think over time, when they become comfortable with us, you know, with uh, what Chris and I are doing, they'll want to speak up and respond because we're that's what this this whole podcast is about it's about introverts speaking up and that's what i want to inspire people to do i just gotta give them a reason to you know actually respond you have 
All right, if we win a free shirt, is it a contest? Actually, call <laughs> here and put in an answer a poll so we can interact with you. Yeah. And so, but you don't have to actually call in and say things. Leave a voicemail and do it. You know. But that's but that's not enough because they just they just want to listen. They want to listen to what's going on. And I think yeah, that's, I'm that's not saying fine. I'm not forcing it upon them. Yeah, I'm just saying but, like it's, but everybody everybody wants to have. No matter what you say, everyone on social media wants to have contact. Even if you're on con, even if you're on social media just to browse. You still want contact with people. You still want mm. to know well, that the, people are listening to what you're putting out and what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny that you say, you know, you have to give people the reason to. Because one of the things, as we've, Ajani have talked about, so the, these other projects that we can do with borderline idealists, contests, things like that. The literary magazine, um, short story contests, poetry so contests. <laughs> yeah. And one thing that I had to remind <laughs> him is that it's really hard to motivate people to even submit stuff because uh, in my previous job, I worked at a nonprofit where we had contests and we offered people up to $500 cash reward for the best in show. I used used to work in an art gallery. So, you know, it's free money. Uh, In some instances, you do have to submit like it was a $10 registration fee or something like that, but that's minimal if you have a chance to win $500. And it would be so hard. I would have, you know, pages upon pages of Excel sheets with addresses and emails that I would send all of these invitations to and registrations forms. And we would get very little submissions um, compared to how much we sent out, you know. Yeah. So just motivating, getting people to motivate enough to even do something like that, even when they have significant... Um, what you, uh, incentives it's still hard for some people and that's just something that we that you kind of uh, had to explain to you and you know how these the analytics and the i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know it's a lot <clears throat> it really is so we one thing i did want to bring up is social media and mental health do you think that social media is good for mental health depending on how it's used I know for me having borderline personality disorder with my fear of rejection and wanting acceptance and my uh, problems with sense of self, it can be kind of troublesome to be on social media because I, I, I don't want people to push me away, but I also want to give contact to people. And that's why I started this podcast because I want to make a difference in people's lives, but just like I said, I have a problem with getting that contact back from them. So do you think, Jossie, that it's good for mental health or that it's bad or it just depends on how it's used? Not really. Because um, people... when It's when not you, good for mental health? It's not good for mental health, uh, usually. Because it's like people are always looking for that one person to say something crazy that signifies that they need help or whatever or do something crazy posting a picture of them doing something to themselves or whatever like that. So then they can post it somewhere else and say, oh, this person's crazy. Oh, you see this guy here? He's crazy. Kind of something like that. They're the first person to do that. Uh, first people to do that. It's 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 kind of toxic, you know, uh, to think about. Uh, but that's what people do. Like, I remember this one YouTuber, um, well, FoosyTube. He um, obviously has a mental problem. He went off his meds and he started doing some crazy shit. So, um... He, people were just like, oh, he's crazy. Fuzzy Tube's gone crazy. So like that and stuff. Just call him crazy, crazy, crazy. 
crazy just shouldn't be the word to use. And that's what people will throw around at people that have mental health issues that just need help. Mm. So it's not always the best. But you don't think that it can be used for a positive? Just like the guy yes. was talking about um, documenting his time in a mental uh, hospital? Yeah, it, it can be used uh, in uh, a good way, uh, a positive way. But it's just, uh, it matters how it's um, conveyed to the other, to the other person, or the, uh, the viewer, or the reader, whoever is uh, looking at what's going on. I think it depends. <clears throat> I think that the factors that go into it is the state of mind of the user, whoever is on social media, posting or commenting or, or, helping themselves. or browsing. I'm sorry? Are they helping themselves? Right. Is mm-hmm. it... Uh, are they in a good state of mind to be in a space where, depending on where you go, it can be toxic. If you go mm-hmm. on, on Twitter and you have all these people that write horrible, horrible things, or um, something maybe people with um, mental illness can focus, choose their, their area a little bit better. Instead of going to Twitter where it's more open, they can go to Facebook where they can interact more with people that are in their lives. So that's one aspect, where they are on their mental health scale. The other part is what type of interactions are they having? So are they... Having a pessimistic mood? Are they... Optimistic? Like, yeah, optimistic. <laughs> are they... You know, what What are they doing? Is that how are they actually say what they're doing? Yeah, and or you know, I'm thinking about like if... If they're going online just to look at, to browse for their friends' pictures, say, for example, and they're going online and they're browsing for pictures of vacations and things like that, that they're kind of, you know, or if they go on on Twitter and they search or use certain hashtags that could be triggers to them or that could not be good for them to be... Sorry. Well, if there's certain things that might set them off, certain things that just aren't good for them to be viewing. And sometimes people will go online and look for things that they probably shouldn't be. Or sometimes they just come into contact with them just because. For example, <laughs> one thing that uh, Ajina have done lately has been to step away from news outlets. Ajina... Uh, I haven't read CNN in so long. He deleted all his news apps. Of course, he had CNN and Fox and all these other. And now I don't, he's out of the I don't think he had MSNBC. <laughs> every time I tell him something, it's like, what? That's too liberal. I know. Every time somebody tells me something, like, I didn't know about the Kanye and Trump thing yeah, until like, like a what? week later. Or <laughs> until I watched SNL, like, I didn't know about that. So now I feel so ignorant. But, but it's for the betterment of your health. And that's one thing that we discuss is that. I mean, we he would get on. I would come home, and he would like, "Did you hear about this? Did you hear about that?" I'm like, "Yes, Ajin. <laughs> I get the news notifications, so I browse at the at the articles when I get a chance. I I read or I I go on YouTube to watch the news clippings, and it is so much, especially with today's politics. It can be so much. You can be oversaturated, and that only worsens the depression or whatever state that the person may be in. If they're depressed, it would only worsen it. Yeah. So it, you, I think you have to set limits. It got so. me very. It got me very depressed, especially with the Kavanaugh hearings, and then hearing about things that that Trump is doing to take away rights from certain groups of people, and 
I just became so obsessed about it. I, when Chris would come home, I'd be like, I am so depressed after watching the news. And I just had to step back from it. So when I hear about something, I hear about it. But I'm definitely going to vote, which is what our next show is going to be about. I'm definitely going to vote. And um, I know who I'm voting for. I know what party I'm voting for. You, you probably know what party I'm voting for also. Republicans. Okay. Probably not. <laughs> but it, it's just so toxic to me that I just can't. I can't do it right now. I will get back into the news later on, and sometimes I do catch, you know, time to time things. But as for right now, I just got to stay away from it. So just to jump right back in about whether social media is a positive or net negative net effect on people who suffer from mental illness, I was saying. It depends on the state of the, the people, right? And also how they use social media. So th- I think that's the best way to represent that. Because you could use social media to connect with other people that are going through the same things as you are. So for example, people that are suffering or are going through depression or who are trying to go navigate through BPD as they're discovering or they've recently been diagnosed, going online, finding you on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook... And they can look up, you know, our podcast. They can look and see your blog post. And, or, I think you have some of your reading or your writings out there as well. But, mm-hmm. so, they can use that and then reach out to you and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. How did you cope? Or, how did you do this? That's one good way of using social media to help yourself as you're navigating through your mental illness. Do you guys think that Trump... Being on Twitter, social media, and with explosive attitudes is good for his mental health? <laughs> is I it think good for not. mental health? I'll, is it good for his mental health? La, la, I, la, think la, 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 I know <laughs> it is good for doctors. <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 horrible even with for people who don't have mental health. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I do have something, some mental health that I haven't been diagnosed with because I've never gone to a psychiatrist or a psychologist. But I feel like I'm pretty averagely sane. <laughs> and uh, it's just, it's hard for me just as it is. It's it's so draining. And I feel like that's with a lot of people. So I'm being told that I'm talking too much. So I'm going to oh, no. wrap it up. Oh, no. I would <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to leave the room now. <laughs> well, we want to thank you guys. We're going to go on and wrap up this episode. But thank you so much for listening to Borderline Idealist. We do want to remind you that we do have a support page, uh, borderlineidealist.com support, where you can donate to us. Uh, you won't leave empty-handed. We have hand-pressed thank you cards. We have tote bags. We have shirts. And mugs. And mugs. <laughs> and cat so, pictures. So Tons please, cat pictures. if you like what you're hearing, if you want to support us, you can also go to borderlineidealist.com contact. And please, please, please send us a message <laughs> and let us know you're listening. Let us know you're out there. <laughs> Is anybody there? <laughs> no, but it would be nice to hear from other people. How do you use social media? Do you think it's a net gain or uh, a net positive or net negative? Yeah, uh, and and do you do you are you on it because you crave attention or 
you, you know, deep down inside you crave attention, or is it because you just want to see what's out there? You just want the information that's out there. You don't want to reach out to certain people? <laughs> I think that we all just want to feel connected. So yes. if you have a moment, stop by. Or included, yeah. If you have a moment, stop by Borderline Idealist. Also look at our blog post. I try to blog before each episode. I don't know if I did one for this episode, but definitely on Sunday, where our topic will be voting as an introvert. And we'll read out some of the answers that we got from uh, some introverts. We do want to thank Jossie for being with us. He's an INFJ-A for advocate. Is Thank that, you. Yes, it is advocate. Is that is that correct? Yes, it's advocate. Thank you, Jossie. He you is a very welcome. good advocate for, <laughs> for gay rights and for mental health and for voice actors. Voice actors. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank my husband Chris, of course, for being here with us. Where's my paycheck? <laughs> it's coming. It's coming in the mail. It's Here's just a dollar. I slide you dollar. <laughs> it's been slowed down. <laughs> Um, so guys, thank you so much for listening and we will see you on Sunday when we start talking about voting and remember to go out and vote no matter what party, no matter what you believe in. It is a right. Rock the vote. Can everybody just say rock the vote? I'm scared. Rock the vote. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you later. Bye. 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 If you love listening to the show, why not support our cause? We ask for a dollar a month to help grow our website and reach more people. If you feel like what we do is important and makes a difference, we ask that you stop by borderlineidealist.com and click on the Patreon link in the menu. Thank you as always for listening, sharing, and inspiring us to do bigger and better things. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Follow us on our Facebook group and Instagram for more behind the scenes. If you liked the episode, why not help AJ and Chris reach more people and leave an iTunes review to help others discover the podcast. Together, we can defeat mental health stigma.